Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Wednesday, March 2nd. And today, my dear friend, Dr. Kathy Cook is back on the show with me today. And we're going to talk about cultivating media discernment in the heart of our kids. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, welcome back to the show. I've asked Dr. Kathy Cook to come back and join me today. And we're going to continue kind of a, a different aspect of what we were talking about yesterday with regard to children. Yesterday, we spent quite a bit of time talking about why it's so important to let kids be kids and give them a childhood and, and uh, shepherd them through the various stages of learning and growing up. Today, we're going to top it, We're going to uh, tackle the topic of cultivating media discernment. There's so much out there. Kathy has a great handle on this. She's written about this, and she teaches on it all. All over the country. Dr. Kathy Cook, my friend, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, it's always so good to be here. I appreciate it so much. Love what you do. Love what you stand for. Thank you. I love what you stand for. We are, we're like uh, two peas in a pod when we get together, you, you know, yeah. and uh, I wish I could, I wish I could see you more often. My run for Congress is keeping me from being on the road a lot this year. So it's fun to see you on, uh, on video. Yes. And we will see each other this spring, but not as much as I wish as well. I know. It's true. Well, I want to jump right into this. You sent me an article uh, that was published, uh, interestingly enough, in World Magazine, uh, which is a topic for another day. Uh, mm-hmm. And the the article headline reads, an alarming shift in public opinion. A new study reveals changing American attitudes toward children undergoing sex change procedures. What was it about this article that caught your eye? You know, it's just one example of so many with misleading um, headlines, with important information hidden, if you will, below the fold on the second page. Yep. With, um, you know, if you don't look at the highlighted feature, you don't realize the study was only done with 5,200 people. So there's there's a lot we can talk about specifically. Uh, let me let me back up, if you don't mind, and say that you were very honoring to say that I, I teach about this, that I'm passionate about this. You know, my grandfather was mayor of my city growing up. So I have memories of sitting at the dining room table, talking with my grandfather and, and my dad, who was the campaign chair, about my grandfather's platform, very much like what you have done with your campaign team. What do we stand for? What are our values? What will we not let go of? And what do we want to be known for? I remember a discussion of what is the slogan going to be on the reelect Irv Meyer campaign mm-hmm. sign, and which I have hanging in my garage uh, right here. I'm recording from my home today. So um, I come from a history where uh, the soundbite matters, where politics, of course, is important. And then I have an earned PhD in reading. So I used to teach people how to teach children how to read. And part of that would be critical thinking and discernment and the difference between uh, an opinion piece and a news piece. Uh, this particular article that we're, we're picking apart today a little bit, and we could have chosen anything, right, had 100 articles, it actually is an opinion, an alarming shift in public opinion. But it's actually on the opinion page of World Magazine. So it's not written to be necessarily uh, a news fact-based, if you will. It's, it's somebody's opinion about what's going on, and that's important. But let me tell you something that happened when I was a university professor. I used to teach people how to teach children how to read. And I would bring in three different newspapers that covered the same event. The Milwaukee Journal, the Milwaukee Sentinel, and they're now one paper, and the Green Bay Press-Gazette. I remember like it was yesterday. And I would distribute the papers among my students, and they would look at the same the same reporting fact in these three different newspapers. And Heidi, it was amazing because it was, I remember distinctly, it was an article about a war event. And one newspaper had an injured hero, one of our military injured in the picture. One article had an enemy in the picture. One article had no picture. 
the headline caused you to start to read the article with a bias, right? And we learned about how you have to enter into a news item, whether it be TV, radio, podcast in, in today's age or an article with being really careful. Are you, are you aware of the bias of the author? Are you aware of the perspective of that news magazine? Are they for us or against us? Again, is it opinion? Mm-hmm. Is it news? And I was shocked at how the 20 somethings in my class were very naive when it came to picking apart bias and, and inappropriate persuasion and, a half fact, if you will. They were shocked at how different the reporting was, although they were reporting the same exact event. And what I believe, and I think you agree with me, is that we need to do that better as as adults, whether it's a political campaign like yours. Are you being lied about? How do we know what you're saying is the truth? You know, where are you getting your data from about this and that? And then can you imagine if we pass that on to our kids? Can you imagine if our 12 to 18-year-olds, if you would, um, do some study of current event. Like they don't learn to read to read textbooks. You don't check out a textbook yeah, from right, a library. Right. No, you don't. No. Textbooks are a, a faked thing created to teach children. We need to be teaching our kids how to read papers and billboards and magazines and, you know, fact-based websites, if you Show, will. Social media. Yeah. Yeah. Social media bias, persuasion, you know, all of those kinds of things. And so I, I came to you and I said, you know, is this worth talking about? Because, you know, this article isn't terrible, but there's some stuff in it that I, I found really discouraging. So uh, let's look at it for just a second. When you when you pick up the things that said, you said there were some things in here that you found discouraging. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're trying to teach our kids, you know, hey, when you what are some things? Because parents need to be discerning. We can't actually teach our kids to be discerning if we're not discerning ourselves. And so what are some of the things that you're talking about? And I will link back to this article uh, in the show notes today so that people can pull it up and read it and under and see for themselves what you're what you're talking about. Yeah, I appreciate that. And then wouldn't it be great if they would find their own article, even in a local, you know, paper to critique, you know, with their kids. So a couple of things real quick. One is that the data is from 2018. So this article Mm. came out uh, in February, right? I think it was February. Yeah, we're in February. So I think if I remember right, it was just last week. So the article has come out in February 2022. They're using data that's four years old. Mm -hmm. And that I'm I'm sorry, that's old. That's old data. Uh, yep. Secondly, um, there's only 5,200 people in their sample size. I don't know about you, Heidi, but I don't particularly care for 5,200 people deciding whether or not you know a transgendered uh, surgical procedure for a young person is valid or not. I would like to survey 100,000 people to find out what's their percentage, right? And then a third thing before I kick it back to you that that I found alarming that I bet you did as well. They actually collected the data at a 2018 post-midterm election, all right? Now, we know that the 2018 post-election was anti-Trump, therefore probably fewer GOP people, um, probably fewer conservative evangelical in the polls, coming out of the polls, able to take their survey. So not only is it uh, few people, not only is it four years old, but they admit in the article that there was probably an anti um, effect here. So if they would have surveyed even 5,200 people at a mall, if you will, or at a movie theater, if we wouldn't have been COVID heavy back then, you know, mm-hmm, what would the data mm-hmm. have been different? And if you don't read carefully, you can kind of skim over that. There's actually in the fourth paragraph, it actually says, we can't necessarily assume that these numbers accurately reflect the overall American public. 
Well, then why I, say it in the headline? Come on. See, exactly. <laughs> why say it in the headline? Why make it sound like this is earth shattering? A new study reveals a major shift. I mm-hmm. That concerns me. And this is what mm-hmm. I want parents to look for because parents are making huge decisions about what church to attend and what to say to a school board meeting. If you're going to go fight policy, what to say at a corporate level and which candidate to vote for. We have got to get better at this. And I think if, I don't know about you, but if you gave this to, I think some high school kids would have found that. I think if you gave this article to kids who can read well and say, find five things that make the article less believable, or Mm -hmm. why would we not take it as true authority? I I think that'd be a great assignment Mm -hmm. to get Mm -hmm. them thinking. Yeah, I agree. I'm wondering what, the other part of this I wondered was, Given the fact that this is coming from World Magazine, and I was looking at the the uh, the guy who wrote it, you know, Stephen Wedgworth, it says that he's the rector of Christ Church Anglican mm-hmm. in South Bend, Indiana. He's written for Desiring God, the Gospel Coalition. I'm having all kinds of issues with the Gospel Coalition over here. So my my listeners yeah. are like, uh oh, you know, yeah. because there's so many things that are. Uh, askew, I guess, right now inside the church, particularly as it relates to discernment and mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do. But I wondered, he's trying to draw, I noted this in the second paragraph from the end, Kathy. He said, we draw, we can draw a few more lessons from this study. While religious identity is important, the kind of religious identity is even more important. Despite its robust intellectual capabilities, Roman Catholicism is not currently imparting its official doctrine of human sexuality to many of its members. Evangelical Protestantism, however, is having strong success, while even while it is routinely lambasted by the most prominent figures in the U.S. media. So part of me wonders... uh, you know, he's telling us that we're in this moment of cultural division and, and so-called tribalism. I'm kind of wondering if he's trying to shine a light on it, but going about it in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, his, he's move, he seemed to me like he's trying to move in the right direction, but feeling like I got to rattle a cage and make something seem like, because we don't even know, did we where those 58 people, 5,800 people came from? Does he, does he say? Just that they were at a, at a post-election, you know, they came out of the, the poll booth, I'm assuming. Uh, it was mm-hmm. a 2018 post midterm election study, uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, we don't know. We don't know much. Um, no, I agree. I, he could have written the article about the um, 81% of evangelical Protestants mm-hmm. uh, that had mm-hmm. you know stronger opinions. So one of the one of the conclusions that I would make, and this is again a great assignment to give your your children, whether you homeschool or not, to say read this and what what could a different takeaway have been? You know, mm-hmm. look at the first paragraph and look at what the author has chosen to emphasize. Look at the heading. Yeah. Is is the title legit based on what you read? Or was the title manipulative and persuasive to get you to read the article? Just mm-hmm. like the end cap at a grocery store. The stuff they have in the end cap, they want you to buy because it's you know it's right. on sale or it's going to be shortly you know expired. So teach your kids that kind of thing because yeah. he could have chosen to write the whole article about the different perspectives between the different religious identities. And he could have made a stand there. So one of the thoughts I had, Heidi, was I think one of the things the article says is raise your children to know who they are and why they are yes. the, who they are um, mm-hmm. from a value standpoint, right? You know, in our family, you know, we, we chose this church for these reasons. And I've chosen to be a deacon for these reasons. And I've chosen mm-hmm. to be in the choir or teach Sunday school for these reasons. And we believe the pastor and the elders and the deacons are doing the right thing for these reasons. Teach mm-hmm. your kids what you value, why you value, how you've come to the discernment that you've come. If you've ever changed churches, you know, why? What was it that caused you to change your mind about where you were being led? 
uh, those kinds of things I think matter greatly because if you want them to discern, which is teaching children how to think strategically, mm-hmm. then don't you also want them to discern the same way that you would? Yeah, that's right. For truth, and, for wisdom, yeah. for these kinds of values. Did you know that my pillow is so much more than pillows? Jay and I recently switched to the my pillow mattress, and we love it. You guys need to check this out because with my special promo code, you can receive up to 66% off all the products at the MyPillow store. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. That's MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541. Don't forget to use promo code Heidi to get up to 66% off all the products at the MyPillow store. Yeah. And, and really, I mean, we're in a, in a media firestorm right now, right? It doesn't matter where you turn. It doesn't matter if you're talking about the, uh, the covers of magazines or I just, I was just at an airport, you know, and all you got to do is go into the airport store and there are, you know, hundreds of different headlines and all of them are trying to get you to pick up the story or buy the newspaper or buy the magazine or, or whatever it is. And our kids need to be able to discern. So when a mom and dad are trying to train their kids, where do you send them, Kathy? Do you say, hey, you know, pick up, have your kids help you pick out some articles or maybe mom and dad pick them out? There's, I mean, there's no shortage of things that come off of social media right now for sure. But what's a great way for a mom and dad to uh, to engage with their kids in this process, and the fr- and the truth is, mom and dad are going to learn a lot as as they do this too. I think absolutely. You know, I I would be a fan of current events, certainly um, economic, political, um, you know, and anything along those lines. I mean, there's so much mm-hmm. that we could do. Probably mm-hmm. parents need to be choosing to make sure that their kids aren't going to you know stumble on something that's you know really evil and misleading. Because kids are impressionable and they might read something and believe it, even though their conclusion would be it was bad media, right? Bad reporting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would say parents choose. Um, and I, I frankly, you know, like the idea of two or three different media outlets reporting the same event so that you can find the bias. So if you believe in World Magazine, if you believe in Christianity Today, if you believe in Epoch Times, if you believe in, you know, Newsmax or News Nation or... America's Voice or Fox or PJ whatever. PJ Media. Yeah, PJ yeah. Media is a good place to, to look also. Thank you. Lots of different, yeah. 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 Then let's let's choose, you know, even though, you know, you and I are recording this while the Ukraine um, oh, yeah. turmoil. I'm, I've been to Kiev. I have friends. I'm so concerned. And there's yeah, my so son just much, came back from there. Yeah, a couple oh, of years ago. Yeah. There's so much that most Americans don't understand about the value of Ukraine, not just the people, but the value of Ukraine as a country to the whole world. So what if we chose articles about that and a perspective that is pro our president's approach, a perspective that's pro um, the 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 Russian uh, you know mm-hmm, perspective, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, and then teach the children to look for persuasion, to look for bias, like you did to the author of this piece. He's the on the Council of Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. That's a liberal group. So absolutely was, true. That's why he, when I saw a Gospel Coalition, I was like, ding, yeah. ding, ding. Better was look, he better look looking? Deeper. Was he looking for the conclusion? Yeah, and therefore he manipulated. And you know, Heidi, you and I are writers. It's easy to manipulate. Mm-hmm. It's easy. I just, you know, I have my newest book is in process of being edited right now, and I read many books to prepare myself to write my book and you know research and all those kinds of things. I could very easily have read something that was fascinating and chosen not to use it because I disagreed with it versus, Mm -hmm. boy, it made sense. Never thought of it before. I'm going to humble myself and use it. So writers and speakers, like evil's easy. Um, 
And so mm-hmm. I think I think that's one thing I would do. I also am a huge believer in the use of the picture, the use of the photo, and what does mm. that get you to believe, um, et cetera, et cetera. What, uh, well, how would you do it? If I want to throw it back to you, how would you help your own young daughter or others begin to understand media doesn't need to always be believed. It can be critiqued. You can have an opinion about what people have an opinion about. How would you go about it? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think current events is where it's at right now, you know, and you can you can talk to be. I tell a story about being in the uh, grocery store with my daughter, Sailor. She was probably five at the time when Bruce Jenner came out. Remember the cover of Vogue magazine? And he said, call me Caitlin. Right. So I'm, you know, in the in the grocery aisle, you know, putting my groceries on the cart or on the uh, conveyor belt rather. And she's just standing there staring at this picture. And she kind of tugged on my jacket. She's like, mom, why is that man dressed like a woman? You know, why is he? You know what she say? She said, "Uh, mom, why is that man dressed like a princess? And I, and at that time I just thought, okay, I, my, my instinct was just, I don't want to talk about this right now. You know, we'll take it up later. But the Holy Spirit was like, no, you gotta, you gotta address it now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of it with parents today. Don't be afraid to jump into these things that are so difficult because if we don't teach our children discernment now, you know, what I, what I ended up saying to her was, listen, I said, have you ever been confused about something sailor? She said, yes. And I said, you know, I said, are you a boy or a girl? And she said, I'm a girl. I said, how do you know that? And she said, well, because God made me a girl. I said, Mr. Jenner is confused and we need to pray for him and uh, and pray that God puts people around him that will tell him the truth. So she said to me, uh, she said to me, well, why doesn't someone tell him the truth? You know, just so simple in the heart yeah. of this child. But the fact of the matter is that she needed someone to just guide her. And I think parents can do that. We can do that through movies. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, what the movie is right now. You take your child to any movie and there is going to be a bias in that movie. Disney especially, you know, that the last Marvel movie that came out has a very strong bias in it. Uh, and talking to your kids, what bias is this from? So they see the worldview and where those people are coming from because the images that come at them, you know, every 15 seconds – uh, are trying to send a message and the kids need to be able to discern what the message is. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. It's excellent, excellent input. We can do it. And we don't have to know more than our kids. We can learn with them. We don't, yes. you know, we don't have to be fearful. And, and back to your illustration is something that I say a lot. And you and I have probably talked about this before. One of the things I say to kids, like if you are going to take us seriously and do this with your children and they do um, want to critique an article like the one that Heidi's going to post that is about sex change procedures. Again, one of the things we can say is, in our family, God's word, uh, you know, uh, trumps, if I can use the word, God word, God's word trumps uh, our opinions, our ideas, our feelings. Uh, we cannot hold people who don't know God to um, account to something they don't know. You know, if they yeah. haven't read the scripture, if they're not a Christ follower, if they don't believe in the holy word of God and they don't know that they are what they are because of God, then we can't, we can't get mad and we can't bully them. We can pray and we can be concerned and we can look for opportunities to have conversations. But yeah. Again, this is where you can teach the value that I discern because I'm a believer differently from someone who discerns who's not a Christ follower. I yeah. would hope that yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And and the messages are going to get more confusing mm-hmm. as the culture drifts farther and farther away from the truth or as we see a, a church that's ill-equipped to handle 
what's happening now. And so that's why I think, you know, keeping your kids, don't be afraid to talk to your kids about what's happening in the culture. They're surrounded by it. They need to be equipped. And when we're willing to say, wow, you know, I read this article and I thought we were going to go a completely different direction than we ended up going, it's a really good, uh, it's a good teaching tool. And that's, uh, it's one of the reasons that I love your heart so much for Mm -hmm. equipping these parents because these are, I mean, we're living in wild, a wild time right now. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it, you said something earlier. It's very relevant to social media. It's very relevant. You know, you and I post all the time on Instagram and Facebook. And we've got, you know, parents listening who do that. And maybe their children are allowed on different social media platforms. So am I posting accurate information? Am I posting mm-hmm. uh, appropriate information with, is my bias there? And that is that yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, or just say so, it. If you've got yeah. a bias, just say it. At least yeah, at just, least be honest. You know, that's what I would like to see. You know, yeah. that would be nice to see with these these newscasters on CNN and stuff. Just say it. I hate Donald Trump. And today I'm going to tell yeah. you a little story about him. Right. At least then <sighs> we know, OK, this isn't going to be. Uh, bias-free news. And so I so appreciate that. Kathy, I've, I'm out of time for today, but I just want to thank you so much for coming and giving us just, you're like a, you're like America's, you know, uh, mom and dad coach. You're like you're coaching, coaching parents. I super love it. I love your heart for children and to see them a flourish in the environment that they're, that they've been born into because they were born for such a time as this. And so were yeah. these parents. And by God's grace, we can, equip them. Uh, Kathy, tell us where people can find you online. Thank you, Heidi. CelebrateKids.com. And of course, we're all over social media at Celebrate Kids Inc. And our podcast is called Celebrate Kids with Dr. Kathy. So thank you. Thanks for caring about this kind of unique topic. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. You're very welcome. And for those of you who have not followed Dr. Kathy before, I will link back to all things Dr. Kathy Cook in the show notes today. She is a national treasure. You guys are going to be so very blessed. I hope that you will check out what they're doing. And I'm sure, Kathy, is your speaking season up where people can come and hear you in person? Can they find that on your website? I'm traveling every week. In our new website, which will launch in about two weeks, our calendar will be there. Unfortunately, it's not there now. If they do follow us on Facebook or Instagram, we'll, we'll often hint at things there. I love that. I love it. Well, I've been able to uh, just been privileged to speak with you on the circuit many, many times over the years. It's always a joy to see you. I look forward to seeing you again in person. Thank you for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Heidi. You guys want more information on the amazing Dr. Kathy Cook and her ministry to families? Go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes and I will link back to CelebrateKids.com. If you guys have questions, as always, reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Leave your questions and your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at MomStrongInternational.com.